Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Sarah Ashcroft for Female Startup Club. Hello, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. Today on the show, we're learning from that pommy girl, Sarah Ashcroft. If you know her, you'll know of her super cool blog that's called That Pommy Girl. She started in 2013, which has led her down a path of super exciting entrepreneurship. After working on her blog for a number of years, Sarah started SLA The Label in June of 2019. Originally born out of her love for airport outfits, she'd become known amongst her followers for her travel looks across her social media platforms. And as a result, when launching SLA The Label, its first collection felt natural to start with loungewear. Everyone fell in love with the collection and it saw the first drop sell out within 24 hours, making around $60,000 pounds, actually, 60,000 pounds. And in just three years, it's turned over almost 5 million pounds in revenue. This is an episode for the fashion girls. I was so surprised at her highest performing marketing channel, and I think you will be too. If you love this episode, please do share it on your Instagram stories with us at Female Startup Club, and you can also find me in the IGDMs at Dune Roisin, where I love to chat and hear about what you are up to and what you're working on in business. Let's get into this episode. This is Sarah for Female Startup Club. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sarah, hi. Welcome to the Female Startup Club podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. <laughs> I'm very, very excited too. And congratulations for your launch yesterday. I've just been having a quick peek on your website and it is so fab. Thank you. I know. I feel like this one was one of my favorite ones that we've had so far, just because it's like a sequin explosion. I mean, SLA is a sequin explosion, but this one somehow just seems even more sparkly. I think we're just just every time we launch something, I'm like, can we really get any more sparkly? And then we do. But I love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm all here for it. I'm just like, yes, be more sparkly. <laughs> I know. I feel like that should just be a motto in life. It really it just could work in so many different ways, couldn't it? Just be more sparkly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're speaking my language. I feel like that's my motto. Keep sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> How did it go? How was the like feedback and the reception from last night before we jump into the story? It was really good. We always, it's always nerve wracking before you launch anything because you love, I mean, obviously you always love your product, but there is always that fear that it might not go down well. But I feel like we are slowly but surely really understanding our customer. And just, I know that if I'm just in love with something, nine times out of 10, it will sell really well. And it has done so far so let's just pray that stays (laughs) oh my gosh I love that that's so cool as well to be like I just have that instinctive feeling what about the times where you're wrong have you been surprised oh I mean oh my god there's been there has been some serious times and to be fair it's funny because the biggest times that we're wrong is when we do something that is too like normal too boring like you know something that's a bit more plain or 
as something that was basically something you could get somewhere else. Like we've realized that the SLA customer comes to us for that crazy out there outfit now whether that's the color of it or the fabric but if we launch something in a really mainstream kind of like just that sort of yeah just typical thing that you could get in your ASOS as your Zara's all that sort of stuff they don't want it they just don't want it (laughs) oh my gosh that's so interesting I know and we've learned the hard way I must just say okay let's first go back because I feel like I'm jumping ahead of myself (laughs) yes no go for it I can get into that I can get into it it's fun (laughs) I feel like, yeah, I'm jumping the gun. I want to like stay on that trend, but I want to come back to that. Let's go back to like your early career when you were starting the blog. I think I read it was circa 2013. Can you like talk us through from this point of like, you know, who you are, what your vision was, what was kind of happening for you in life around this time? Yeah. So in 2013, I just finished fashion college. So I did a year at the Fashion Retail Academy in London. I didn't go to university. It wasn't, I just knew it wasn't going to be for me because I, I've always been sort of like, I just want to make money. It's just been, been me since I think literally since I was probably about five. I've always been very like, I need money. <laughs> I'm very like just money driven and I'm going to be super honest about that. So I left the Fashion Retail Academy wanting to work in fashion PR and it basically turned out that to get myself a job, to having a blog alongside of that when I was in interviews was desirable to the employer. So I started That Pommy Girl, as it was once called, or was called, I say, because it doesn't, it does not really exist anymore, which is kind of sad. Um, and yeah, and then within sort of six months of starting it, it sort of grew and just out of nowhere. Um, and I think, yeah, it was about six months in that I started earning money from it. And then I left my then sort of retail job about 10 months into the blog and then was doing it full time and then everything's just gone from there so it's it is crazy how it started but I do put that down to the success of it because I wasn't trying to do it if that makes sense it was honestly so natural and organic because I didn't I wasn't trying to be a blogger or an influencer I mean influencer wasn't even a word in 2013 um it was just something that I was doing to get myself a job it was yeah crazy the authenticity of what you were doing really resonated with everyone, obviously. And obviously at that time when things yeah, were really becoming, influencers were becoming a term and this was becoming a, a, a job. Very cool. Yeah. So were you always thinking about launching a brand or were there a few moments in the lead up that made you be like, okay, I'm going to start my own, well, second company. I'm going to start my second company and start a fashion label. I think for me, it was probably around about 2018, which I think was about six years-ish, maybe a bit more, a bit less, can't do the maths, um, of, have, of having this blog, influencer career, whatever you want to call it, that I just had this feeling. It was almost like every morning I woke up, I had this like kind of like a gut feeling of just knowing that there was it it needed to be more. Because you know when you spent six years like creating and nurturing an amazing following and like this marketing platform, essentially, I was like, there's got to be something I can do with this to turn it into something more than what it was. And also like with anyone who does something that is the same for a long period of time, you do get to a point where you feel like you want to change it. And obviously, you know, as lucky as I was, because no day was the same, essentially, it was you know, if you just take it all the way down back to like the roots, it's literally going out and taking pictures and uploading content. And that's what you're doing all the time. And I just, yeah, I think I just wanted to do more. So 
that was definitely like the main reason for starting SLA. But I would say I was lucky enough to have different collaborations with other online fashion brands. And that was so amazing for me because it really made me understand my own selling power. So when it came to starting SLA, it was obviously scary, but I knew that I could sell, you know, like a huge amount of product, which then gave me that confidence, I think, to start the brand. Because that obviously is always scary, isn't it? When you start a brand is thinking, is this going to sell? So I think I was very lucky to almost have that confidence. Well, I say that I didn't know for sure, but I had a little bit more of an inkling than maybe some people do have. Totally. How big was your audience on social media at that time, like 2018, 2019? I think I was just under like a million followers. I think I had like 900,000 or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but it, it was it was big. It was, yeah, I mean, I remember at the time just thinking this is crazy. Yeah, you'd clearly popped kind of thing by that point. I'm wondering like to your audience, because obviously you had a huge following, that's amazing, but were you polling them and like asking them specifically what they wanted or were you kind of thinking I already know what I want and I'm just gonna like launch this with a bang it's funny because I often get asked that about like did you do you do like market research with your followers but I think for the whole of my career I had I've been like a sponge without meaning to so I'd been learning so much about what my followers loved from just the reaction you get from your posts, you know, or your videos, because you know when something does well and when something doesn't do well. And so without even meaning to, I was literally gaining this knowledge of what people loved wearing. And then it, when it when it sort of came to putting that down on paper to, as such, it was kind of like I just had this knowledge without having to ask people. It's kind of bizarre, but I do think it was. It was like I just unintentionally had all this market research within my head which was amazing because I just knew, you know, as I mean, most people do know that SLA started off as predominantly loungewear. And that was because I was so known for my airport attire at the time. It just becomes such a thing that everyone was like, oh, what are you going to wear to the airport for your next trip? So it was so natural for me to start with loungewear. And it was because of the response from followers, you know, that it's almost like that. It's kind of like I didn't have to ask them. I just knew because of the way they responded to my airport outfits that they were going to love loungewear. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite I felt very lucky to be in a position like that, because having that kind of direct to consumer contact that you didn't even realize you were having was amazing. That's amazing. And how did you go about getting the brand started in terms of if you have to break down those early steps and tell someone who doesn't yet have a fashion label but wants to get into fashion? What are the kind of key moments to getting the brand ready to launch? Or what's that like early first year like, basically? I mean, I always say this and I wish I could go back in time and tell myself. But number one is do not rush because I rushed. I think I rushed the beginning of SLA. And actually, when I look back on it, I don't cringe at the way it was when it launched. But I kind of do because it it was nowhere near as what I w- maybe would have liked it to launch as. It's It's an odd one. But I think give yourself the time to feel like you are 100% ready to launch because there is so much that could go wrong. And if you're not ready, that can actually be like quite detrimental because I feel like I was lucky enough to be financially 
you know, stable from my influencer career to be able to like manage anything that might have come my way from launching too early. But some people might not be. So I think number one is don't rush. And then I always say as well, which is one other thing I would have loved to tell myself is launch with like a key product. Don't expand your products and your offering too quickly. Um, Because I sort of wish that we'd stuck as just what we launched with, which was a uh, like a little crop top, a jacket and joggers for like a year and just nailed that down because I think there would have been a lot less struggles if I'd done that. But I was just like, I want to launch more. I want to bring out more because I'd seen success and I was like, I want to try this, want to do this, want to launch more products. And actually, I think nailing that thing and, and really doing it well and getting a good customer base who come to you for that thing before expanding is just what I would say to anyone now. So what did you launch that didn't go well in those early days? So we launched in June 2019 and we launched, as I said, with um, the sweats, the little crop tops and things. And we launched with some slogan tees Um, and they all sold so well. We sold out in 24 hours. It was amazing. And we got restocked back in and that sold out. And then I randomly, I mean, it's kind of random, but kind of not. I was like, we got to do swimwear. We got to do swimwear. It was coming up to summer. Bearing in mind, we launched in June and I'm now like, we need to get some, we need to get bikinis online. I was like, where am I finding these bikinis? So I rushed the manufacture process. I rushed everything and had this swimwear collection launch. And I ordered the same amount of units that I had for the loungewear and it flopped. Like literally we sold maybe 150 units of each item, which obviously was good, but not compared to what we ordered. And I just remember thinking at the time, like that money should have gone on lounge sets because that was what my customer wanted. And I just, you know, almost wasn't listening and just, well, I, you know, I'm new to, I was new to it. I wanted to try everything because also I'm a big believer in nothing is ever a fail because actually it taught me that that's not, you know, the customer didn't want that or they weren't ready for that at the time. So I learned from it. And then we just really went down the loungewear route and it was great. So without doing that, I would probably would have always been like, what if, and would have done it anyway. You know, I would have always tried the swimwear route. But um, yeah, it just really wasn't good for us. And I just think it was way too early. We were probably, what, three, four months old before I launched swimwear. It was just really odd. Like it didn't didn't match up. I don't know why it happened. It's bizarre. But How were you able to manufacture so quickly? I feel like every time I speak to anyone manufacturing anything, the process is just so long and arduous. So for us, and whenever I, I always say us, I, I say us because SLA to me is just like a, it, I can't say it for me, it's for, for SLA as like a plural. So we we had to airship everything from the get-go. Number one, because of me rushing, hence why I say don't rush, because airshipping is stupid and costs so much money. But the problem that we had in the beginning was constantly selling out. So whenever you produce more, we'd have to airship it in because otherwise the customer would be waiting up to like 13 weeks for a restock, which just made no sense to me. So because we were airshipping, it kind of, in my head, I was just like, yes, let's get these bikinis made and we'll just airship them in. And it takes, you know, one to five days. So that's why I was able to get it in. But now obviously we see ship and it takes so much longer but that was why we were, because it was just for me, that was, but obviously in the fashion industry, airshipping is not what you do. And I've learned the hard way because the amount of money that we've spent on it is crazy. But it was also, 
we kind of didn't have a choice because as I said, we were buying so much product and what we thought was enough, but it was selling out. And then I was like, I can't make, I cannot let a customer wait 13 weeks for a restock because they might not want it. So it was a real like kind of, we were going around in circles. I was like, I don't know how we get out of this sort of like rat race of constantly paying for air shipping, but we've three years, almost three years down the line, we're finally seeing the end of it. So <laughs> when you say you were ordering so much stock, what's an example of how many units in the beginning or in those early times you'd be ordering per SKU? So our first launch, we had 350 units of each item. So we had, so that was like, so for example, the jogger, the crop top and the little zip up top that came with it. And so we did, and I think we launched with, I think it came in four colors when it first launched, maybe three. Um, and then the next, then we did the restock and we ordered 400 units. So it was quite like, you know, we, I was pretty pleased with what we were selling, but I didn't want to go any bigger because I thought, God, I don't want to be, but actually look, looking back on it, it, it annoyed me because I thought, God, I, I could have probably sold like thousands of units in the beginning. But obviously I was new and it costs money to buy this, buy the product. So I was spending what I could afford to spend on stock. And that was actually what I found really sort of hard to deal with at the beginning was because I was like, I need more money because I know this product is going to sell, but I can't pay for the product. So that was, I think, the, that it was basically supplying the demand that was really difficult for us in the beginning. The struggle of every entrepreneur in e-com <laughs> or in physical products. Literally. And it, and also, you literally need a crystal ball in the e-com world because you just have no idea how much you're going to need and whether it's going to do well. So, yeah, if anyone ever finds out how you work that one out, please let me know because <laughs> I don't think it exists. <laughs> please give me the crystal ball. Yeah. When you say, you know, the price difference of shipping by boat versus shipping by plane, can you give an actual example of how much it would have cost to ship that first order by boat and how much you actually paid to ship it by plane? I've never known this split. Yeah, so I can give you an example of, because that one obviously we wouldn't have even worked out, but I can give you an example of a collection that would have launched like more recently. So if we air shipped it, it would have been around, I think it was around 17 grand. If we sea shipped it, it was like six and a half. So the difference is huge. Mm, huge difference. Yeah. So it really is like, and sometimes it can be depending on the time of year, the, the air shipping. I mean, I remember we air shipped in a collection for, I think it was to be a restock to be there in time for Black Friday in our, I think it was in 2000 and no, it would have been 2019. Yeah. So the Black Friday of our year of launch, we were, I was like, we've got to get more stock in. We've got to do it. And I think our airship was like 22 grand. Oh my God. It cost us to ship it in. Bearing in mind the product was worth like it was yeah. stupid. So you can imagine, yes, we were selling out, and yes, we were making money, but our profit margins were severely reduced because of the fact that we were air shipping everything. So it's yeah, that's 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 the thing, isn't it? It's like you can make X amount of money, but it doesn't mean you're making huge huge amounts of profit. So yeah. And I feel like though I've heard this before, it's like, especially in the beginning where you're trying to sort that things out, it's like, do whatever you can at all costs to just make it work. Like do the things that aren't scalable, do the things that are expensive, just do the things that are great for the customer first and figure out the rest after once you've kind of locked down your true fans. 
100%. And actually, to be fair, like I look back and I say all this stuff and I'm like, oh, I wish I did this and I wish I did that. But I'm such a like go for it kind of person. I don't really think things through. I'm very like just yeah I'm very impulsive so impulsive so that's just my nature so I could sit here and say I wish I'd done it slowly and I wish but that was that's not me that would have never happened even if someone had told me it it still wouldn't have happened so you know it's part of your story isn't it as a as a business owner there's always some story that starts you up and this is ours that things were basically a little bit of a bit of a bit of a nightmare in the beginning but we're here so it's fine (laughs) bit of a shit show (laughs) literally oh my gosh it's funny because people looking in from the outside would see someone like you and be like oh she's like clearly got it all together everything's really working well and then when you hear the actual reality and you're like yeah I still struggled with building the business especially in the beginning it makes it be like oh okay like so anyone really can do this then Oh, literally. I mean, I laugh with people all the time. And I say, even to this day, I have not a clue what I'm doing. Like, literally not a clue. (laughs) I still feel like I don't. Like, I'm, you know, I've now got people that work for me and they come in and we have meetings and we sit around and I'm con- they're saying things because genuinely they are more intelligent when it comes to business than I am. But that's only because I've read so many business books where they keep saying, employ people that are cleverer than you, which definitely is the thing to do but they'll be speaking to me and I have to stop them and say can you just actually explain to me what you what you're talking about but I think that's actually really important in running a business or doing anything it, it, it will kind of yeah across it goes across all life don't pretend you know what you're doing because actually if you're just honest and you say do you know what I don't understand this can you explain or can you help me you get so much more back from it so I think I'm not ever I don't ever act like I know what I'm doing because I'm the first person to admit that I don't I'm just winging it but I think I think everyone is to some extent I love that I think and I think that's so true there's a lot of this industry that's very like smoke and mirrors fake it till you make it like yeah just kind of get on with it make the decisions and then one day you're gonna wake up and be like oh yeah it's all worked out we're, we're all good over here yeah 10 years to overnight success yeah honestly I've never heard a truer statement <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What kind of money did you actually need to invest to start the business? And how were you financing in the beginning slash like thinking about funding and the working capital piece? So in the beginning, I used a lot of the money I'd made throughout my influencer career, which obviously was amazing because a lot of people don't have that. So I felt really lucky to be able to fund the start of it myself because I know a lot of people have to get outside money. Um, I But it's quite funny because I know having, again, learned more th- of the business world as I've gone, people always say, do not invest your own money, spend other people's money. And so I, I sort of look back on it now because like, I cringe. I put like, I think something like, £55,000 worth of my inheritance from my grandparents into SLA which like my sister she went and bought a flat in London and all this sort of stuff and I'm like oh shit did I do the right thing but I have full faith that SLA is going to be amazing so for me that was the right thing to spend that money on and I know that my grandparents if they were still around they would have said the same thing but um probably looking back at it now I maybe wish I would have gotten like a 55 grand loan from the bank because it would have probably been nice to have spent a loan rather than my personal money but it's just one of those things isn't it at the time that's what you spend on and luckily it's been well so far a success it's stressful but it's a success so um yeah I think it was only in the last like towards the end of last year when this demand was so high and we were really struggling to supply it because we did go round in this sort of circle of you know just ordering what we could afford which was about three four hundred units and I was like the demand is there but we need to order more so I was like how do we do this so we actually went to um, a platform called Clearco have you heard yes of it? I love Clearco <laughs> they're so great yeah so good hey so so great so my um, my boyfriend who's actually also a business owner he introduced me to to the sort of premise of Clearco and what they do. And I was like, this sounds exactly what I need. Um, so yes, we got a loan from them about, I think it was, a, what did we get? I think it was a hundred grand. And that was huge for us because it was what, number one, it was the most amount of money that I've ever seen like in a loan. I was like, this is crazy. It was quite scary, but it was so big for us because it meant that our Christmas collection, we just had so much stock and, we could just do more and we weren't selling out, but like, that was a good thing. Like we were selling out, but we were selling out after like a week rather than an hour. So it kept the customers happy. No one was getting angry when they were shopping on the website, like the consumer experience like on there was better. So it was huge for us, really huge. For anyone who hasn't been formally introduced to Clearco, could you, in your words and like your experience, explain the process, how quick it was to sign up and kind of like, you know, just your insights into it? Yeah. So basically we had like a Zoom meeting with um, one of the guys who works there 
sort of explained SLA, you know, what it is, what we're doing, why we wanted the money, um, just all that sort of typical loan sort of style stuff. But I must just say they're a lot less scary than like going for a bank loan because it is different in the sense where like you you pay it back. They take like a percentage of how much you make on your Shopify like every day. So it's just easier somehow than going for a loan where they're just a bit more scary. I don't know. It just was a nicer experience. And so, yeah, I think it was after that, we sent over all the sort of financials and, you know, the, just to kind of verify everything. And then I think probably 48 hours later, we had the money in the Clearco account. So it was so, and that's what obviously they say, don't they? It's like, you can get it quickly. Crazy. So crazy. And it's just, as I said, I think for us, the nicest thing about using something like Clearco is because they take the payment daily from what you make. And also it's great because you can always afford to pay it back because they're only taking X amount of like what you've made that day. So if you've only made 50 pounds that day, they're just going to take 19, 20% of that 50 pounds. But if you've made 50 grand that day, they'll take 19% or 20% of that. So you've always, you can always afford to pay it back, you know, which I think is huge. And it's nice but it's just automated and then it just gets paid off and then you don't have to worry about it and it's done. So for me, I just, I'm a big advocate for it. I think it's great and it's just can help so many people, I think. Yeah, I think it's so amazing. It's something we've spoken on the show about a few times now and I actually met with them when I was in New York to kind of like truly understand the process a few months ago. And what was also really interesting to me is that they will fund any, well, not any brand, but you're eligible to be funded if you're making as little as 10K a month through your Shopify store. So it really is an achievable kind of like company to get funding through without, like you said, having to go to a bank, which is really scary. I feel like anytime you think about applying to a bank loan, you're like, oh, I'm not going to be approved or like it's going to be this huge, long process, which is which is really interesting. So I'm so glad you brought them up. I think they're so great. The people who work there are just so nice and so lovely. They're very cool as a company. Yeah, they are. And I think, you know, anytime you do anything financially related in a business, it's so scary. So to be able to actually just talk to someone who feels like a human and someone who's nice and not, as you say, like a scary bank, that's such an important thing as well. So yeah, as I say, I can't recommend them enough. Amazing. I love that. So, okay. Since you've launched in 2019, you've obviously done so well. You've been selling out, restocking, trying to like understand your supply chain so that you can invest more in your stock and forecasting and things like that. But what's been working for you outside of your own community? Or are you still in the point where you're kind of only having to advertise or do anything within your own community? So we, I basically grew the brand off of the back of Sarah Ashcroft up until I would say the 8th of August 2021 so it was literally just last year which was crazy because obviously having a platform that you were able to just solely market it through yourself was incredible but then we reached a point where I was like to grow this I need to grow outside of me um, because I just think you know obviously not everyone has a clue who I am so it was like trying to build that so that's when we found we work with this amazing marketing agency and they do all of our sort of like ad spend and all of our like google shopping stuff and for me that was huge because it was the first time we'd done it and it's crazy the return on like investment you get on that because it's just mental like I can't believe it I think we're sitting at something like every 
one pound we spend, we get five pounds back. And I'm like, this is wild. Let's keep spending money. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Holy moly. I feel like also that's, you hear since the iOS changes with Apple and, you know, that affected Facebook and Instagram ads and things like that, everyone's return on investment or the, the rowers went right down and kind of like changed in the blink of an eye. So to hear that for you, it's still going like unbelievably well is amazing. Yeah, but do you know why? I'm honestly there. It's actually a friend of mine who works at this marketing company. So we've got really lovely relationship. And I think that's why I just am such an advocate for working with people that if you know them, it's just a better relationship. And so we have very honest conversations and she tries every single angle for us. And our best performing social media platform is Snapchat. Which is wild because... What? That's so random. So random, right? I didn't even know that Snapchat was like still a thing. Neither. And do you know what the most wild thing is? It's not even the young like audience that's coming through from it. It's like my age range. So it's like 25 to 35. Because I saw, I was like, surely we're talking like, you know, uni students. Because I just assume that they're the only people that use Snapchat because I don't use it. Yeah, that's what I thought Snapchat was. But no, we've got like, yeah, about... 25 to 35 and we just see such an amazing like response from our snapchat ads that's so cool what kind of ads do you put on there like what's the style of content on snapchat these days so the most important thing is with any ad platform that you're deciding to do it on you really have to pay attention to what that platform which i think is probably why i'm we're quite good with our ads because i am a social media influencer so i understand each platform so with the help of the marketing agency as well, because they're always like trying to tell us like this will perform well, you need to create this style content for it. So Snapchat, this, the ads on there are very, you know, like video focused, you know, so almost like you feel like you're watching someone's Snapchat story so that it doesn't feel like an ad. So it's trying to, you know, like change your ad to fit where it's being shown to get that response, I think is really important. You can't just put the same ad across all platforms. It's not going to work because every platform now more than ever, they are so different. As much as Instagram is trying to be like TikTok, it's not working. Stop doing it. Um, they just, they're all so different. And I think your ads have to kind of like mirror that. Yeah, they really need to be native in the platform and kind of mirror the experience that you're having as a consumer scrolling on that platform or swiping or whatever you do on Snapchat. I'm not too sure. Does TikTok work for you as a channel? So TikTok is slower for us, but I think it's because we've only just started on there. And I think ads take so long to grow and learn and like, you know, get within the algorithm and try and so I think we'll probably... I would have a better answer for you in like six months time as to whether TikTok's working for us. Um, so we'll see, but it's not at the moment, it's not as strong. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. And so with all of this in mind, everything's going really well. It sounds really cool. You're smashing it on all the channels. What is the vision for this year? What exciting things have you got coming up that you can shout about and tell us about? So I think the thing I'm most excited about, which is what I just got back from Ibiza that the brand was shooting was, duh, 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 believe it or not, swimwear, it's back, <laughs> which, which <laughs> feels funny saying that now because obviously it was Swimwear a, 2.0. Yeah, guys, get ready. I promise it's better this time around. But it just feels, I mean, I'll eat my words if this stuff doesn't sell, but it feels right now because obviously we launched SLA Lux in June 2021. 
And at the end of 2021, it had made up 61% of our sales. So the shift away from loungewear was huge. And now more than ever, we're seeing customers just really are coming to us for our lux. So I'm not even like, I don't even know whether our loungewear will continue for much longer, but like, we'll see. Anyway, but then just kind of moving on from that, it's like, I feel like that customer is now there who wants that like chic beach wear, you know, looking amazing by the pool. So I have faith that it's good. And it's amazing. If I do say so myself, it's a dream, the collection. So that's exciting. We also are hosting our first ever influencer event next week, actually, which is crazy because, you know, I'm like the fact that I go to so many of these and I'm having my own one. I'm like nervous, but super excited, which is a big thing for the brand because having, you know, your first event is wild. Um, and then, yeah, it's just more of the same. Like we've got so many products that are just launching that I'm so excited for. We're kind of expanding a little bit into the accessory space. We've got a really amazing like bag that's coming, which I'm obsessed with, but I won't say too much about it because it's still very much in production. Um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, just so much. I cannot wait to share. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. When does the swimwear come out? So the swimwear launches on Friday, the 27th of May. So next Friday. Oh my gosh. Very so exciting. soon. I know. I, can't wait. I know. <laughs> so excited for you. Thank you. How fun. What is your key piece of advice for entrepreneurs coming into 2022 who are, in, well, not coming into 2022, but in 2022 who are in that fashion industry space? So are we saying as in people who want to start a business or have a business or mixture? Mixture, maybe both. Mixture. (laughs) Oh, I would say um, one thing I would say is weirdly enough is TikTok. TikTok, even personally for me, I feel like that platform for businesses is the only platform that is around right now where you can really get your business out there because it's so, if you can understand how to create a video that will go viral. you can go viral really easily on there. And if you can get a video, even to just reach like 50,000 views, that can be huge for your business. So I think if you're spending a lot of effort and time on your Instagram, just stop because I think Instagram is dying out. Like the engagement and the reach on there is just painful. But I think TikTok, you can just, I, I actually have a friend who's got a business called Partner and Wine. And um, she launched it in lockdown. Oh, my God. I bought it. And I bought it through TikTok. I saw her video go viral and I bought it. (laughs) Stop. I've actually seen her before in Soho Works. And I went up to her and I was like, I saw your video on TikTok and I bought it. And, like, I just wanted to say hello. (laughs) I love that you know this. That's what we said. That's my friend Lucy. So Lucy started that. And then she said she woke up one morning. And this video had gone viral. And she literally, the sales were crazy. So... Honestly, if I just say anything in the 2022 social space, TikTok your heart out because and upload loads, like keep uploading, be really like consistent on there, upload even the mundane things like if it's you in the office or you packing orders or because what's mundane to you is not mundane to other people because they don't see it every day and you just don't know what could go viral. And if you go viral, it could be huge. So, yeah, I think that's my biggest piece of advice. I mean, I am so with you. Everyone listening to the show right now is like, yes, okay, we've heard it a million times. We need to start TikTok. I just can't shut up about it because it's so like, 
There is no other platform, right? This is like Instagram 2016 where like you have the chance to really grow. Every video has the chance to go viral. Every video you have the chance to get in front of hundreds of thousands of people. It blows my mind. It actually blows my mind. Literally. And if it makes anyone feel feel any better, I'm officially like I'm a fully fledged influencer social media influencer and I actually only started my TikTok in February this year so I am also one of those people that was like I don't want it I'm not going to do it and I did and it was the best thing I ever did so just do it (laughs) oh my gosh that's amazing so if you have a TikTok video go viral do you see like instant kind of sales or is it that people then come to your Instagram like what's the impact of a video going viral for you so for SLA I mean it's weird we haven't so, for example, let's use a video that just recently on my my personal TikTok got like 500,000 views. Um, and I was wearing this new peer dress that we just launched. And that was the number one bestseller of our launch yesterday. And I put that down to the fact that that TikTok had 500,000 views because the other ones are all equally as amazing products. But that video has got 500,000 views and that dress has now been seen. So it's just like you can just tell, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Oh gosh. It's such a crazy platform. It's also so much fun. I really like being on there. Whereas I feel like Instagram drains me a little bit. Oh my God. I honestly come off Instagram being like, pass me a bottle of wine and I'm just going to go sit in a dark room. Like that's not fun. Why are we coming off (laughs) platforms feeling like that? You know, like that's not how it should be. I I know. I hear you. Gosh, this has been so much fun. June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate ask me anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash hype club. 
We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. (laughs) 